You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Episode 386 of the New Utah Podcast. It's mid October, boys and girls. Coming in your ear holes. I mean, uh, <laughs> I probably didn't. That didn't come out not quite okay. what I was thinking. That was fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> I was, so Brie, Brie, when she heard the, you can say her name, she doesn't even pay attention. She was, she made a gesture like, Ooh, what? Was someone talking to me? <laughs> and it made me think, you know, that is a very true statement. It is uncanny how many times I'll, like, doesn't matter where we're at. We could just be us sitting across from each other on the couch, and I'll say Brie four times and not get a single Nothing. response. But the minute I say the name don't. she hates, when I say Brenda, bam, she's like, what? Don't fucking call me that. I'm like, I tried to call you four times by your name that you prefer, and you didn't answer. But the second someone says the hated name, the she hears spells, it. You go, Brenda Marie. No, That'll get her attention. I don't need. I don't need to do that part. She's just giving us the look. She's got this dirty look on her face like she's going to, like someone shit their pants, basically. I think that's because Jeremy just shit all over her name by saying it. By saying it. How dare I? She doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. Um, Have you ever met, like, a really cool Brenda? No. Yeah. I fucking married one. It's weird, huh? Magical. There's a lot of Brendas in the 80s movies. Like That's true. That's true. Yeah, and they're all the dipshits. Hey, your name could be fucking Karen, all right? Like anyone that's named Karen, My I feel horrible friend. for My poor friend. I have an aunt, Karen. <laughs> I have a friend, I have Karen. A, I have a friend named Karen. She's a psychologist down in Kansas City, and uh, every time I'm like, uh, I feel bad for Karen, because so I know she's not like that. How that's become... The, well, it's, it is funny, because like I don't know anybody that knows a Karen that's a Karen. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the name we that's use the, now for yeah, Karen. So interesting, stupid, fucking holier than thou white bitches. That's what a Karen is. I'm sorry, she's a Mexican, so she's fine. We, anything that comes out well, of are us, you implying that I'm a Karen? No, you can't be a Karen because you're Mexican. <laughs> you're a Juanita. I'm saying they're 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 holier than thou white bitches, and you're Mexican, so you're good. Would the equivalent be a Juanita? No. Dude, what? No. Sleep no. <laughs> for the Spanish. You know. All right, I think we've been recording too long today. Let's just go. Quickly. Yeah, what the hell, man? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a, Remember, uh, Jeremy, we turn off your mic if you become racist. I wasn't being racist. No, he just said a, the only Mexican name that came to his mind, which was Juanita. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't his know. His mother-in-law's name. It's true. He's, you were literally just calling me Brenda Marie. What about Maria. Yeah, Maria is a very oh. popular. I'm thinking his name. mother-in-law. Jesusita. Maria. Jesusita. Ay, 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 ay. Isn't it funny how there's so many, like, this is particularly true with old names and with, like, I know Mexicans do this a lot, but, like, Jesus and Jesusita. Little Jesus and yeah. little Jesus girl. It's not Jesusita, it's Jesusita. Whatever, it's the same thing, it's Jesus girl. Little Girl Jesus. Jesus. Girl. Jesus. I like that the I like that the Hispanic community does name their people Jesus though. Like I just wish, It's a name. Yeah, it's a great name. Jesus just I like know Jesus he mows my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with the Jesus. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Julia, you had some <laughs> true crime walking tour in Salt Lake City that you're doing something with. I don't know. Give us, give us the rundown. The rundown. All right. So if you just look online, just true crime walking tour in Salt Lake City. Uh, there's a guy who goes by Night Cat. He actually works with the, uh, the Pride Festival. Uh, but when he's not doing that, he does a true crime walking tour downtown in Salt Lake City. Um, and it's like 30 bucks a person and you, he does them most days of the week. Uh, but we went about a mile and a half and we stopped at five different locations and we just went over like some horrendous crimes. That so some of them, when she was telling me about it, some of them we've actually talked about, uh, I'm back sure. We're doing the, no- the notorious. We've talked about some fucked up shit for sure. Stuff, so like, so we talked about like the judge building bombing, uh, Market Street Grill and the sad story behind the owner, uh, the U.S. District Courthouse and then the first court case of the first day that it was open for the first time, uh, the Salt Lake City Library bombing and then the International Dunes Hotel. Hey, speaking of the, the, I don't know why, um, um, the, the New Yorker, um, I was, the Market Street made me think of it. Cause isn't the New Yorker like right by Market Street? Is it off of Pierpoint yeah. maybe? Yeah. Pierpont. Pierpont. Yes. Yeah. It's above it, right? It's, it's on yeah. top of it. And it used to be a steakhouse, right? Yes. Well, I think it turned into a club and I saw in the news like a couple of weeks ago that, uh, it had like, they had, they'd been doing like massive drug raids in oh. it because it was a big problem in the area and like they had undercovers in there and then they did like multiple massive raids on it where they had a whole bunch of, I don't know. That's crazy. I, I don't know. The Market Street thing made me think of it because I'm like, I think New Yorker is above that and it used to be a restaurant, but it has been like this like weird like after hour social so, club. I mean, that whole street has gone up and down and up and down, super popular, super sketchy over the years. But she, you talked about the Mark Hoffman bombing, right? That was one of the things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. We talked about that one. And then the Shiloh Inn that's been called a bunch of different things. It's now the Holiday Inn Express. Holiday with the murders. Who Fun we story. That's about where that? all of the music for Nightmare Before Christmas was written because Danny Elfman was just visited by all the spirits in there and they, he, they inspired all the songs. Interesting. Um, I don't remember. I think it was someone that we had met that was, because we do this podcast and we talk so much about Utah and we know so much shit about Utah, every time we run into people and we know that they're tourists, we're like, hey, you should go see this place. Or like, we, they're like, oh, we're interested in this stuff. We're like, we'll go read about like the Shiloh Inn. Like, for instance, you're going to be downtown by the Salt Palace. Was like, it for your birthday? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, that's too long ago. <laughs> that was only yesterday in podcast years, according to Jeremy. That's right. But- but I'm not going to go over the exact stories because I want you to go book a tour with him. And yeah, he does do but, it until it starts snowing and getting yeah, rainy but and crappy. Cool. But, I mean, but it was super fun. It was, it was it was not too bad of a walk. They had people of all ages. And we, it was super fun. He has like a little microphone, but you walk through it all. He'll give you other little tidbits about um, about the city as you walk and past stuff. But it was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, we're in uh, in the midst of spooky season, so we thought for... Spoopy. Uh, Halloween's a big deal in utah i still don't fucking totally understand why i don't know if it's like i don't know jeremy it's gonna be weird to not have have you around for halloween like it's kind of the king of halloween like repressed mormonism or something i don't i don't know like if it's just an excuse to be able to like dance with the devil uh under the pale moonlight or or what but everyone leaves the church and becomes a witch what is it a gay witch mean isn't it mean girls 
Mm-hmm. Every Halloween is an excuse to dress like, like a, a total slut. slut, and no one can tell you otherwise. That is true. That I is mean, true. maybe that is like the it with the maybe that is with like the Mormons. Is it? Maybe it gives them this outlet to like put creative energy yeah. towards something like totally fucked up, but they it's an excuse to be able to do it. I'm just I'm just dressing up for Halloween. So we're gonna dedicate this. And then there's us where we've found a like we put more. Skeleton oh, yeah, gnomes. More, Did you notice we have new skeleton gnomes? And I have a whole big fucking dragon out there. You notice? He doesn't look at that stuff. <sighs> I, it's because I see it. He just walks past in it. Podcast. Well, nobody wants time. to look anyway because it's like our yard is. Stop with the podcast ugly. time, Jeremy. <laughs> you just walk into our house every week. So I know. So I just don't even. I'll have yeah. to look. I'll have um, to pay attention. But, yeah, so we do have new garden gnomes. Our garden gnomes are the best. We get new zombie gnomes every year. We can find them. And, um, but, uh, because Utah has this big, giant Halloween fetish, we have tons of Halloween stuff, Halloween adjacent stuff every year. So we decided to dedicate another episode to it. We've done this sort of in the past. Uh, we've talked about, you know, maybe some haunted houses in depth at different times, but we wanted to, um, Devote a whole episode to Halloween in Utah because it is such a fun time of year. Well, and sometimes Utah doesn't does Halloween a little different than other places. Yeah, sometimes when it's Halloween's on a, on a Sunday, Sunday, you get trick or treaters two to three days that weekend: Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I will say the years we've had it on a Sunday, I sit out there on Sunday, and then I sit out there on either Saturday or Monday. I'm going to use it as an excuse to be out there for two days with my fire pit and, and drinking, drinking, and talking to the neighbors and. Because yeah. I was, was it two years ago you guys came and we when I had COVID, we had the schnapps and our hot chocolate. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was co- that's when I had COVID. It was fun and uh, wore a mask because I'm not a dick, so I didn't get anyone sick. Well, because at the time we didn't know if you had COVID, you were just not feeling yeah. great, and so I was you like, were like better eh. safe than sorry. Yeah. So anyway, good yes. thing I was safe. I didn't get my friends sick with COVID or anything else. Of course, when COVID hit, what I mean, we remotely recorded like. Two times, and like, this is stupid. Yeah, let's just get together. <laughs> I don't care. I never stopped gaming with my friends. <laughs> like, we had the same circle that got together, and we pretty much stayed away from everyone else. I think. I mean, so. to be fair, there was there was some some change in the way you gamed, but for the most, but you guys just kept gaming. We still got together. Yeah, and we all had COVID, and we're all still. Alive. Yeah, well, we all got COVID at the same time because we all went to the well, same. Well, Jeremy, concert. Did, yeah, Jeremy didn't get COVID, and then the husbands came home, and then all the wives got COVID from the husbands. Yeah, I got, so. I got COVID from Julia. That's true. After that was the aquarium trip. Wow. Another Utah Adventure Week. I trip. didn't get COVID. Yeah, you had COVID on on the at way the to the aquarium, aquarium and then you gave like, it to I, had, I I tested positive COVID, but I don't show any signs. Like two days later, I was like, Oh, you know, it wasn't actually COVID because I went and got actual tested, not the crappy but, at home kits. I did not have it. But that was our very first Utah Adventure. You, was you the, know the test that you get at the doctor's office? Exact same fucking test they use at was, the at home. Mine kit. was the state one where they take multiple days. Yeah, exact same test. <clears throat> anyway. There's two tests that they can run, and they only send out for PCR, like, the actual lab equipment tests, very rarely. They take, this is the same test. Nice. Good times. That's why, that's why also, I think strep, like, at-home strep kit, strep kit should be a thing. Because I think it's stupid that, it's really, it's just like the COVID test. You take a swab, you stick it in a vial, you dump some drops on a thing, and it tells you whether you have strep. Honestly, they should have at-home UTI tests, because it is Mm -hmm. ridiculous. If if you have had a UTI once, you know that you have a UTI, and you should just be able to call your doctor and be like, hey, dude, guess what? 
I I've got to use yet. Yeah. If well, you have some, good... she knows. She walks in the doctor's. This is what I have. If you have a good doctor, right. you can just call usually. Which is true, but the but in this day and this atmosphere, that's a lot harder to come by. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, again, the danger with UTIs is the antibiotic thing. Like we don't want to prescribe people antibiotics that don't need them and develop. Okay, like and I know as a man, your UTI would be worse, but I don't want a man telling me that. Oh, we don't want to give you give you antibiotics if you don't need it. Because if you've had a UTI, you literally can wake yeah, up I in the morning and that. be like, hmm, I might have a UTI and by lunch be in excruciating But there's a difference between pain. you being able to go to the pharmacy and say, I need antibiotics. That's why I and said you having a, a doctor do it. Well, that's why I said there should be an at-home UTI test where you can pee in the cup and put some sort of a test strip in it and be like, hey... This is the reading uh, that I got. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't even think you need that. I think you just need a doctor where you can go, hey, I have a UTI. And they go, okay, here you go. Well, you get and if floor. you have a really good regular doctor <laughs> that actually knows you, but how many people out there can say, yeah, when I walk in the office, my doctor knows who I am. By this sense. Halloween episode is brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I've been listening to, I've been listening to podcasts while I clean. And one of the commercials is actually an AstraZeneca podcast where you can listen to a podcast by AstraZeneca about medications. Huh. Who the fuck wants to listen to that I shit? I don't There's know. There's a podcast for everything. Yeah, there is. There is. I mean, maybe they're counting on this because there is like a little teeny part of me that when I, it starts up, because I think it's supposed to start up, I think it was supposed to start up this month in October, that like wants to go listen like what are they going to talk about that, that's something i've never understood like so business in the business world um where i exist a lot a lot of times businesses are like oh this is really popular we should do this because it's really popular like like all the pride stuff that people that businesses do you know they don't care are you gay one month out of well, the year we love your money right well it's you know it's like oh podcasts that's a thing people uh, yeah, like because our to. insurance companies they're like, come listen to our podcast. I do not want to listen to an acuity podcast. Yeah, Thank you. like that's just it. Like, who the fuck wants to listen to that? No one's going to listen to that. It's, it's like not- the businesses on Facebook and Twitter and all that. That all they do is they pawn their garbage. It's like nobody follows them. Yeah, nobody. that's like it's, it's like it's like saying, hey, um, why don't you come watch my thirty minute long infomercial? No one watches that by choice. They watch that because they're up at three in the morning and there's literally nothing else on. Or they're TV. getting a free cruise by sitting through an hour long seminar. No, dude. I just had to stand in line for 20 minutes. I got a free crew. We're going in a month. Uh, a month. Yeah, about a month. That's right. We'll be uh, on the, sailing the high seas. Um, yeah, uh, a few events that are happening. <laughs> we have the Day of the Dead celebration where- Dia de los Muertos. Where uh, the West Valley Cultural Celebration Center uh, at the end of October through the beginning of November will be celebrating uh, Dia de los Muertos. It'll be a bunch of white people painting sugar skulls and not really understanding what that's for. However, it's in West Valley, so there's probably going to be a decent mix. Oh, yeah, probably. But, I don't know. But like that's just it. Like People are like, oh, sugar skulls are so pretty. Like You realize that represents like, like especially when more Mormons do it. It's I'm like, like us. It's like us. Uh, we're all gonna meet up and we're gonna hand sew temple garments. <laughs> 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 we don't know what it's for, but it's cool. I'm a fucking. That the episode. They are not cool. The episode name is hand sewn temple garments. 
<laughs> that is amazing. No, but you got down. a very good point where it's all the white chicks with their yeah, like they decorate you, with it, but they've got like no you clue. understand like the meaning and symbolism behind this. Like they believe the spirits are still with us in right. this world. No, they believe that they come back. they come back to commune with us all and day, to day. yeah, and it's a celebration. It's That's not very like much it. not a mormon belief like it's weird to do that is the definition of cultural appropriation i think right like, it's like when you say something is your spirit animal no it's not no you you've probably never fucking taken peyote and like gone on an actual vision quest and actually fucking had an imaginary hallucinogenic coyote show really up in found your you. face yeah like come on man how disappointing um, would it be if it was like a cricket <laughs> A Mormon no, cricket. If, it, if it's Jiminy. One of the Mormon crickets. <laughs> Mormon crickets. I mean, look, if you went on a vision quest in fucking Elko this last summer, uh, yeah, it's just pretty hard pressed to find an animal that wasn't your spirit animal that was, that uh, wasn't the cricket. Yeah, the crickets were everywhere. <laughs> uh, Heber, the Heber creeper is currently the pumpkin the train. Pumpkin train. October um, 7th through 28th. And then it's, and then it becomes the Heber creeper. No, yeah, then no, it becomes no. the Polar Express. Yeah, the Polar Express. And they turn it in. So they just use the same train and dress it I'd up I'd actually like to go on the Polar Express. I think it would be fun, but I don't have any I want to ride the train through to Grand Junction. Yeah, same. I really want to ride that train. Um, maybe that'll be an adventure that we do sometime. <gasps> That'd be cool. That would be fun. Because that's a fun train. It's almost all Utah-bound, so ride Grand Junction that. train. Let's do it. That is not how the song goes, Jeremy. <laughs> but you know what I was talking about. <laughs> Come on, ride the train. The you know he it. can't carry boop, a tune. Boop. Yeah, but I... This is your... That exclusively that, whistles. Ride that train. Uh-huh. I carried it enough that you knew what I was talking about. Ride that... Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't... I mean... I really we're making can. magic underwear. <laughs> Hand sewn temple garments. Uh, don't you have to buy You're those? You're welcome. You're not allowed to yes, sew Yes, you have those, to buy right? them. You have to, tell you have, to have a temple recommended by them. So... It's like having a license for beer. So, like, I think the second year after I was divorced from Don, I was trying to figure out something to get him for for Christmas, and I actually had a little coworker girl, and I say that because she was quite a bit younger than me, like maybe just slightly older than my daughters, and uh, I told her what I wanted to do, and she thought it was cool, so she ordered them for me with her temple recommend, and I got Don like a bunch of different stuff for him to go to the temple because I don't know if he still does it anymore, but. For a while there, he was regularly going and doing temple work. So, cool. Okay. Good for him. So, uh, I'm going to start in the Halloween extravaganza with favorite haunted houses. I'm going to do my top three haunted houses in Utah. <clears throat> Um, because we, if you want to find out about all the different haunted houses in oh, Utah, yeah. we've done a, we've done a couple episodes devoted to them where we talk about them in depth. And there's some really good websites. I mean, all you have to do is put in haunted house Halloween or we, haunted house. Utah, and it'll, there's some great websites. Yeah, like utahauntedhouses.com yeah, is a really good website. Um, and they usually, a lot of those websites will also list all the like corn mazes yep. and additional stuff that you can do. Um, so. Like, I think Kinlands might even be listed on there. Because of the pumpkin hay uh-huh. rides. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I think they are. So, um, in order of least favorite to most favorite, um, I'm going to start with, um, and it's not that it's my least favorite, it's the, it's least in the top Least favorite of the good ones. So number three, uh, is the Haunted Forest. Um, or maybe it's called the Haunted Hollow now, I don't remember. But it is up in, they have one in like Ogden area, I've never been to that one, but they've got the one down in American Forest. Yeah, that's the one that I've been to is American Forest. Uh, and it's, it's, 
great because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere because um, they have to have a whole bunch of wooded area. And it's indoor-outdoor, so they have a mix. Um, most of it's outdoor, so dress warm. But it's so much fun, and it is so fucking creepy to be walking around in this, like, mostly dead forest. Like, yeah, because you you start out forest. in like a building, but then you go out, and you're you're just walking around. Now it's night, so it feels more creepy. There's, I'm sure if you're walking there's a the trail, day, like, and they have and like the, pseudo lighting, but you're walking through brush, and, and kind of you end in the barn, don't you? Uh, no, no. There is a There's there a, is like a building you used to that used to be you would slide down a slide and be done. I don't know if that's still the case. Um No, that was a different that was a different one. But I, I do like the the haunted forest a lot. I think it's one of the better experiences because of the just the whole That's the one that chased me out that I like threw the girls at the yeah. chainsaw guy and ran. <laughs> and ran. Yeah, and then the creepy like, like here you go, have yeah. a kid. Dead. The thing I like about the forest There's is the two more, of them, one of them might spread live. out. Yeah, it's really yeah. You yeah, don't, it's usually a much longer experience because you you don't typically yeah. run into other groups either. Like I remember back in the day. So Rocky Point, for those of you that are old oh, enough to remember it, it was, it the was most amazing. Tagged as the best haunted house in the nation for multiple years. The, so the owners of it, daughter, who took over the the owners started. I don't know how many years. Probably late seventies, early eighties is when it actually started. The, the the owners kind of semi retired and so the daughter took over but she was a PR person for Hollywood and so she was actual actually able to get like real props from real oh yeah movies. and that place was great it doesn't exist anymore um, where it used to stand is now the Chinese supermarket yeah. um, <laughs> known for poor labor practices and lots of really great restaurants by the way. Just as an aside, the Chinese supermarket has a whole fucking wall of amazing looking claw machines now, and they have a cotton candy art machine. Yeah, where so I gotta go make some more. Uh, where a robot candy. makes cotton candy art for you. Carves it, yep. That's cool. Uh, they also have a new bakery there, which is fucking amazing. Yeah. It is so good. Uh, so I would recommend going there. And that has nothing to do with Halloween it, other than Rocky Point used to be Rocky there. Point. But Rocky Point was great except for when it got so popular that you were literally like elbow to elbow walking through yeah. the and whole thing. You had to Which go. Which meant with, you couldn't have a, a jump scare or anything. You had to be with the crowd because you had no choice. You, you there just, just was too many people. Moved with the mob. And I think that's most haunted houses have done a much better job of spacing people out uh, over the course of the last several years. So anyway, Haunted Forest is number three on my list of top three. Um, number two is is kind of like number one. I'll explain this in a minute. But number two is Asylum 49. Huh. We've done a couple episodes on them. We've been out there. We've had them on the show a couple times. Um, but I've always thought that's one of the best haunted houses ever since I went years and years and years ago. We're like, what is this fucking place out in Tooele? 100% worth the drive. You can get no better haunt than being in an actual fucking old hospital yep. and seeing the actual old shit from the hospital. Yep. And supposedly the building's haunted. If you believe in that stuff, it's fantastic. I love that place. It's still my favorite. It's haunt. got the like, stink. It's got the old hospital smell that you cannot reproduce in a new building. It's got the. It's just. It's got the creep factor built into it. Like, and it's community run. I mean, like, the, the the room, like the surgical suites, were just so terrifying, and they don't do much to them. And no. you just walk in, and you're just like. 
People actually yeah, had real surgery and it's, here. It's community run by a bunch of mostly kids that are in Tooele that like it's it's a fantastic haunted what, house. What the nursery room oh, is God. just creepy and they haven't really done anything nope. to it. Yeah. It's just it's just original stuff with some decoration like it's Yeah, that one's amazing. Yeah, I really like that one. And number 1 on my oh, list. Also in that one they usually have like a little thing at the end where you can buy like a little treat too. Yeah, yeah. Number one on my list, you sadly cannot go to it anymore. I still think it is the best haunted house I've ever been to in my life. And that is the abandoned silver mine up in Park City. Okay. So back in the I was day. Wondering, I was wondering, well, I was wondering why Asylum 41 was. Okay. So, so Asylum 41 is really okay. kind of number one because you can still go to that one okay. and I encourage it. But the abandoned yeah. silver mine in that Park City. was. So they used to do haunted houses. Now, it's a silver mine where they took you down a mine shaft via mine shaft elevator. Some, you had to wear a hard hat to go into this haunted house. Like 200 feet below. Yeah, they take you two, 300 feet below the surface of the earth. The rickety old elevator. And you get down there and like the haunted house itself, like it wasn't full of like crazy, super scary shit. But there's no natural light in a mine. And there's nowhere to go. You can't get out. So when the chainsaw guy comes after you, you can't fucking go anywhere because well, it's just, it's, and it's rock wall, like it's the earth walls, like they don't change the walls. And the dark areas? They're so dark because there's no light. Like, it's not like other haunted houses where the dark area, there's still a window, there's still, yeah. there's so, you know, somebody didn't close the curtain all the way and there's a sliver of yeah, light that, or something. Okay. That place was fucking amazing. Now I agree running. with you. Yeah, yeah. but that but was, of course you can't go there anymore, they don't do it. I, I think that thing only lasted Maybe 10 years. Yeah. Liability is way, sorry, liability is way high. Oh yeah. Yeah. For but sure. that was, that was freaking amazing. What about you, Julia? You're a younger generation. Do you have uh, a different idea of your favorite haunted house? I haven't been to very many. I've hmm. only been to Castle of Chaos and the Haunted Coin Maze. Yeah. And I'm not. I plan on changing that this year, but. I don't dislike Castle of Chaos. I mean, it's, it's pretty, lame. it's a pretty decent haunt. <laughs> we My, actually got to have. I went when I was like 14 and I was like, eh. It's better now. We actually got to kind of have a fun little experience because my cousins work there. And, uh, they, so they, they knew, uh, oh, they knew had, that we were coming. We had, uh, one of Sean's but we, friends. No, with it was us. Cassie's friend. Oh, it was? I thought Sean, I thought it was Maddie. No, it was Gabby, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I thought I it was know. Maddie. It was one of the girls. No, it wasn't Maddie for sure. Anyway. Oh, it was, uh, the girl that fire, the fire house caught on fire. Mari. Uh, Mar- it was Mari. So anyway, we took her. Also a Mexican name, Jeremy, by the way. Mariela. <laughs> um, and so we took her and didn't really think to say anything, but my cousin saw us and like kidnapped Cass and like and she was like, her out. She and she was, was like saying our names. names. <laughs> and it was freaking And she's her like, how the fuck do out. they know your name? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, the the hands on stuff which we didn't have when I was a kid. That stuff's actually a lot of fun, I think. And and we went there for the the ghost hunting Jesus thing with Christ. with with uh, with the par- that weird paranormal group and just the guy, you know. the, the the lady from California. Oh, there's fucking bones in here. I'm gonna I'm lick gonna lick them. Fucking chicken carcass from yeah, someone's I, rotisserie chicken. I'm not at all sad that I didn't go to that. God damn, that was dumb. <laughs> I. <laughs> Look, I don't think it's a mystery that I'm not a super big believer in all of that shit. And my buddy Jeremy here is a is a paranormal investigator or was in a previous life. And it's that stuff to me is just like 
I don't. That's why with that event, I'm like, there's no way any part of that's going to be like, no, no. And I think they did other ones that were more quiet and private, but that 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 event was all hype for the Halloween expo and yeah it was what it was it was an experience though to go on it with a bunch of idiots like with their stupid phone apps that were supposedly picking up evps and, and like we're going, it was can, mostly orbs can you hear us like shut up like just i don't want to be by myself <laughs> in here like get away um man that was and i don't do late nights well you know without drugs and i don't do drugs so i just don't do late nights well and so that was late at night um anyway yeah so what about do you guys have different haunts that you think are better on those lists i don't know um we did um remember we did what's the one nightmare on 13th uh-huh. Yeah. That one wasn't too bad. You start that one out with like a movie Stop kind of talking thing. on the top of Sorry, it. I keep forgetting. <laughs> you, right. you um start that one out with like a little movie thing and that that one's kind of fun. That one can be fun. Yeah. I, one nice thing about having so many haunted houses in Utah is the ability to go to you go to two a year, you go to two different ones another year. Like I still haven't been to Fear Factory yet. Um but if you just go to some different haunted houses like if you rotate them like every three years, you're going back to the same one or every four years, they're going to be quite a bit different. Yeah. Three to four years is a long time. Like one year to two years, you're not going to see a lot of difference because haunted houses are a business. They don't add a ton of stuff. They might add a couple different rooms or redo a right. couple rooms, you know, year, year to year. Mostly it's like but, repurposed. But, but the when, Haunted Circus was fun. Oh, yeah. I like the Haunted Circus. Oh, the yeah. The thing I like about the Haunted Circus is they built it in... And tra- so the whole the whole premise behind it is it's a traveling circus. It gets possessed or taken over by the clowns or whatever. So it's a bunch of semi trailers and containers. So, yeah, so it's a whole bunch of semi containers that are linked together. So you go from trailer to trailer to trailer. The thing that's cool about that is from year to year they can change around, mix and match. They do add new ones, but just by taking them and putting them in different orders. Well, and you like go up and down, yeah. and you're on like the rickety metal stairs. Yeah. And- so that one was fun. I, I like yeah, that. That's one. a good experience. And like I said. The beauty of having so many great ones is just being able to bounce between them year after year. And so you can, like, I haven't been to the Haunted Circus in probably five years, maybe six years. And I bet I wouldn't remember most of it. And it was probably very different than it was, yeah. you know, five or six years ago. And that's just the nature of having so many. Uh, and they're all really good. I don't know that any of them are terrible because I think in the super competitive landscape that we have, if they weren't good, they wouldn't last. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of fun this time of year, you know, if you kind of look around out the valley. So where our house is, we're actually up on a hill. And if you look out across the valley, you can see like they put those big spotlights out, like where's, you know, where the haunted and you can look and see. Which by the way, I've never understood. Like, how are you going to find a haunted house from where the spotlight is? You you can't fucking follow the spotlight. (laughs) So, for example, uh, Asylum 49. So Cammy, she's one of the owners and, and we're friends. They go to the big Halloween. Look at you fucking name dropping all over the place. <laughs> they go to the big, the big one in California. The big Halloween, the actual like Halloween Expo Center right. for like haunted house vendors and to, stuff. To, to where, where they actually display the new. Yeah, there's some cool shit at those mechanisms things. and all that kind of stuff, and you can order everything. And so, like, they take it serious here in Utah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, it's a it's it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a it's a big business here. Um, and you got to think like. Most of these haunted houses, that is the business. Like they get a month and a half with a couple of extra days and that's their business for the year. Yeah. 
They have um, to make the money. Some of the some of the some of them have done some smart stuff, like build escape rooms in the off season and yep. stuff. I know Chaos, Castle of Chaos does that, and that's helpful. You know, I really the, like me a good escape room. The Asylum Forty Nine folks have turned that central building into a community center. Yeah, uh, through the rest of the year, which is really nice. So. Um, anyway, that's my thoughts on haunted houses. Um, those are my top three. And, you know, uh, I think that's a really fun part about Utah is the sheer volume that we have of quality haunted houses. But Jeremy, you had some like, oh yeah, Halloween facts. I just got and, some kind of fun Halloween stuff. This is Jeremy's forte. I like this stuff. He likes random dad shit. Exactly. So talking about Halloween fashion. Uh, it's changed dramatically in the past hundred years. In the 1920s. You think? In the 1920s, clowns were the most popular costumes. Have mm-hmm. you seen some of those old pictures from yep. the clowns? From yep. the 20- they are terrifying. Just some of the old costumes that were supposed to be friendly were yeah, creepy like as fuck. Like the old Easter Bunny costumes. Yes. Like, this is creepy. So, uh, 1960s. Uh, Spider-Man and Charlie Brown were very popular. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, ghost-faced Power Rangers were the most popular in the 1990s. So, in the 80s, when we were kids, our costumes were this shitty, non-fire retardant vinyl. Yeah. Like polyester vinyl <laughs> stuff. And the masks. Do you remember the masks? I do remember the masks. And it's one of those weird sensory things, like... I can still smell the mask. Yes, that they smell so bad. And they were these like, like. I don't think I ever had one of those. Weird fucking crappy plastic masks with a piece of elastic stapled yep. to either side that you would wear. That usually broke. I usually saw most of the kids yeah. like walking around and like, and it was like they're holding their mask because they're elastic. All right? the costumes were like that. And then now. Like, there aren't a lot of masks anymore. That's something that there's not yeah. tons of masks. Well, they don't allow them in schools. schools and, and But the costumes are way better quality oh, now yeah. for little kids. They were a cheap garbage bag. Oh, yeah. They were horrible. With a print on they it. They were in a box. Like, we, we've been, in fact, if you go, I think. Uh, uh, you can find them in antique I shops. I think Capital City Antiques has a few of them in box. Like, the original, like, like late He-Man. 70s and 80s costumes where it's like this. Like if you got in a if you were near a fire, it would probably melt to your fucking skin yep. costume. And I bet it still smells just as toxic today. I, I bet it does. I'm getting you that for Christmas. Crack that box open. <laughs> yeah, I remember those as a kid. Yeah, those I think they were vinyl masks, probably. They were so bad. All right, Halloween. Last year, twenty twenty two, three point three billion dollars spent on costumes. Wow. Three point five billion in candy. Mm-hmm. Three point four billion on pumpkins and decorations. God damn! To put that in—that is why Kinlands does a pumpkin patch. Exactly. Almost as much on pumpkins as candy. Yep. And and what are you doing? You're gutting them, throwing the shit in the garbage, and carving something, and then letting well, them. Well, some rot. people some people bake the pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds. We give the pumpkin guts to the chickens. Well, the pumpkins have st- at their end. And then give those, we to, give the those to the chickens. And we grow all of them. But pumpkins. most people don't. don't. No, most people don't. So to put that candy in perspective, that's 600 million pounds, which would fill six Titanic ships full of candy. That's two. That is, I just want you, <laughs> I just want this to be reference. There's what, 300, 330 million people in the U.S.? Uh huh. So, like so that. that's two pounds 
per person on average, roughly, of fucking candy for Halloween that is purchased. That is insane. That's crazy. That's a lot of fucking candy. It's so funny. So for my work, we do a, a Halloween bingo. And for some reason, like, it, it started this tradition where everybody would, like, you got a sign for that week. So we play on Friday to bring candy. And they were, quote, unquote, the placeholders for bingo. No one uses the candy for placeholders. We all use post-it notes on the little cards and fucking eat the candy. Yeah. Well. So, so with regards to candy, it wasn't until the mid-1970s that candy was exclusive to trick-or-treating. From the 1920s up until the 1970s, it was all kinds of things. Uh, coins. You need to either turn that mic or turn your face. Is that better? Yeah, there we go. Still getting used to the new mics. Uh, so between the 1920s and the 1970s, things like toys, coins, cookies, nuts. Candied apples. Uh, well, apples. homemade treats were big. Even when I was a kid. Yeah, though, homemade treats were big until probably like the 90s, I think. Late 80s, early 90s. Um, but it wasn't until the mid seventies that the candy companies got involved and, st- and started monetizing it and producing specific Halloween, Halloween candy, candy with Halloween candy wrappers. So like, yeah. So like Reese's that are shaped like ghosts and pumpkins. Well, and that's when and you started seeing the fun size yeah, and the mini, mini candies. Those didn't exist before that. Nope. Cause I remember even as a kid, like fun size candies existed for Halloween, but the minis didn't exist until I was a little bit older. Yep. And those were all of that. How do you remember that? All of that came about specifically. Okay, let me tell you a story about me as a kid. <laughs> I grew up incredibly fucking poor. You want to know one of the best fucking days of the year for me? Halloween. We would trick or treat for hours because my mom didn't give a shit. We didn't get drove around. I lived in a small town. We would fucking. I'm not well, kidding. I didn't get like, driven around, but my mom walked with. We me. would trick. My mom stayed at home. We would trick or treat for five to six hours. Every do you remember year. the Japanese couple uh-huh, that lived? She lent me one of her uh, kimonos one year and helped me get all ready for it. I mowed their lawn. Does that come as a surprise? No. <laughs> no. Do you still mow their lawn or are they dead? I think their lawn dead. Oh, they, they, were they were old. They were old when we were like kids. So. <laughs> but anyway, we would trick their or treat. daughter's the one that broke my arm. We would trick or treat for five to six hours. And the, the main purpose of that was so that we could store up candy to, to last us for a long time. Like we that candy. Tell Easter. No, it lasted longer than that. Sometimes Until we, next Halloween. Yeah, sometimes we would still have candy coming up on next Halloween. I remember. Gross. I remember like the candy. Hey, that's the only candy you got for the whole year. It's though. fucking candy. It doesn't really go. No, bad. it wasn't. Look, the, you just save the suckers and shit for the end of the year. I remember like the week after, like for candy goes bad. Not when you're poor, it doesn't. That's debatable. It doesn't mold, so we're good. Like taking it for school lunches and stuff like that. Like actually having the hell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, seven months in, there were Not no... Not for your whole lunch, let, but... Let me explain some about Halloween candy as a poor child. By six months, seven months in, there was no chocolate bars left. There no. was no... Like, you might have, like, Hershey's Nuggets left. Or the Smarties, things like that that don't... I love Smarties. I love Smarties. They never lasted for that me. They don't melt. But, like, you had, like, Pixie Sticks, like, or you had the, the suckers, the hard suckers, the shitty, like, peanut butter taffies. Hard suckers get soft. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Where were no. you? Hard living? candy gets soft. N- not in a year. Um, but so we we made it last as long as we could for sure. So anyway, different days, different days. Uh, okay, Halloween babies, famous people born on October thirty first, starting with Christopher Columbus, the rapist, the pillager, <laughs> the yeah. murderer. 
Rob Schneider. You're just naming bad people here. John Candy. He's dead. He is, but he was still born on October 31st. Michael Landon, which, by the way, his character is who I was named after because he's Jeremy on, was it the Big Valley or was it Gunsmoke? Anyway, I have no idea. No, it was... Um, his character was Jeremy. I don't know who these people are. I know John Candy. Michael Landon was the... Yeah, I can picture it with Haas and those guys. Yeah. The Big Valley. Big Valley. Uh, news anchor, Dan Rather. Oh, another rapist. <laughs> Lord of the Rings director. Wasn't Peter- it, wasn't Dan Rather one of the Me Too no. guys? I, did, I don't know. Oh, no, that was the NBC guy, right? Oh, Michael Landon was the Little House on a Prairie Yeah, Little guy. Price on a Prairie guy. Uh, Lord of the Rings director, Peter Jackson. Likes dicks. Yours and my favorite 90s rapper, Vanilla Ice. Ice. Why Ice do you think he's my favorite rapper in the 90s? Because he's the only one that I can think of. Wow. The only 90s rapper you can think of. Oh, my God, dude. Born on October 31st. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Singer Willow Smith. Who? Willow Smith. Who? Can we move on? You're now into the, like, super stretch. I got two soccer stars. We don't care about them. Who were they? Like Johnny Smith and Frankie. Emiliano Sala. No. Marcus Rashford. No. Okay, no more famous people, Jeremy. You really like it. You've hit rock bottom on these trivia. Well, Smith is is Jada Smith's daughter. The no, oh, Will and no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's the what? Yeah. Willow Smith. Correct. Uh, trans. I think it's a transgendered youth person. Hold on, it's it's Will and Jada Pinkett Smith's daughter. Yes. That's what I said. Well, I know. I'm just clarifying because I want to see if I can find any music from that person. Yeah, I don't know. I you said an artist, right? Singer. I that's believe what that's it was their as. transgendered child. Singer I'm not Willow 100%. Smith. Uh, Willow. Is there anyone on the list that we actually know? There was a few. Actually, I mean, all Dan Rather. Yeah. Okay, it says American singer and actress, but I'm on Spotify looking up Willow Smith. <laughs> There's not a single fucking... Oh, wait, wait. Is it just Willow? Does she just go by Willow? Maybe. maybe? Let's see. Okay, this is the most played song. Let's see how fucking bad it is. Let's see what we got. Oh, that's a very popular song on TikTok. I've never heard this. So is this actually, is that actually, no, I've heard that song. Is that actually Willow Smith? Um, Let me look. Willow Smith, most popular song. This is a Halloween episode, by the way. Jeremy brought up stupid facts. And this is what happens. (laughs) Well, you're looking at that. Uh, No, yeah, that's it. There you go. See? Okay, so that's a a pop star. All right. So one in five pet owners will will dress up their dog or cat. We have dressed up our dog. But never our cats it's because they would on Halloween. Yep. He's famous. They hate it. Is that his real birthday or is that just that, the birthday you gave him? We don't know exactly. So. I've given. He, they I always gave, get holidays. Yeah, I gave the cats uh, April Fool's Day. Because they're jokes. The most popular no, Halloween candy. We got them candy. around that time. Any guess the most popular? Uh, Bitto Honey. Reese's. M&M's. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. M&M's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> M&M's. Like the most popular to buy. It's not Bitto Honey. The most Whatever's popular most of all purchased, time. Yeah. yeah. Now and later, fucking Jolly Ranchers. If if I roll up to your house and you give me a fucking Jolly Rancher for Halloween, I would have. I love Smarties, but if that's what you're giving out, you're not giving out chocolate. Fuck you. The motherfuckers that gave out pixie sticks or those shitty peanut butter taffies. 
They got egged later in the night. Or pennies. Every fucking time. You so you went. One penny. In, so in, yeah. in the old neighborhood where I had my, when my girls were little and they still trick or treated, there was somebody that worked for the Wonder Bread factory when oh, they yeah, made those little mini loaves. And so they got mini Wonder Loaf breads every year and they looked forward to that so much. You know how I know the people that gave out pixie sticks and peanut butter taffy got egged? Because you did it? Because I fucking did it. <laughs> multiple, multiple I, years. I've never egged or toilet paper right. house. Two more quick topics, then I I'm done with the lawn. With my fact You ever forked a lawn, Jeremy? No, but that'd be funny. For- no, I have not. You okay. take a bunch of plastic forks. And stab it all over the lawn. Like literally hundreds of them all over the lawn and leave them in place. That's awesome. No, I've never done that. But it's fucking annoying. Okay, so this is from Forbes. The top 25 highest grossing box office horror films... So Halloween. Okay, I can. I so can I'll do that first, that. and then what they did is they to they also did the top twenty five all time grossing, and what they did is they took and they made all of them the same price as a current ticket. Yeah. So that makes sense. All right. So let's start at the bottom of list. So number twenty five. So number one is the wait, highest. Wait, can we just do the ten? You want? I, I, I was just going to. I wasn't going to do all twenty five. I was just going to skip around a little. Let's bit. just do top ten. All right. He clearly had well, something he wanted to. No, mention. it's fine. So. Number 25 is Interview with a Vampire. That sucks. It's not even a scary movie. That's a vampire. That's a vampire. I, I will say I made out to some girl watching that movie multiple times. You made times, out to a girl? Or made out with. I don't know. I was like 14 and visiting my dad for the summer, and there was some girl across the street, and we watched that show and made out a bunch of times. Came out in 94. Yep. So, uh, Paranormal Activity, the original one. That fucking show sucks, too. Number 24. God, that show's terrible. Ghostbusters 2 mm. from 1989 21. That's better than the, that, that's better than the other two easy. So the the 2004 Van Helsing, that's number That's a good I movie. I actually like Van Helsing. I, I like Van Helsing. I I don't know that it's like it's not scary. No. It's an action movie. Yeah. Uh the 2006 version of Ghostbusters with the ladies, number 16. Wait. At 128 million. Was that Lady Ghostbusters? No. Lady Ghostbusters was more recent than that. Yeah, it's a 26, Julia, look up 2016 Ghostbusters. World. Oh, 2016? I thought you said 2006. So did I. Yeah, 2016 no, 20, is Lady, 2016. Lady Ghostbusters Lady with Ghostbusters. Chris Hemsworth. Uh, the Ring? Lady Ghostbusters with Chris Hemsworth. Because he was in it Could with the Could you be ladies. a little more patriarchal there? Lady Ghostbusters. We're just going to shove know. them, look, I don't the know. stars to the side, I don't know. and just list Thor. I don't know all the ladies in Lady Ghostbusters, but he had a great role because they fucking made fun of him the whole time for just being a pretty dumb boy. And I loved it. And he played it up. Well. It was great. That sh- I, I really liked that version of Ghostbusters. The Ring from 2002. Great fucking movie. Made Great Japanese. 29.1 million. And let me tell you, almost every haunted house has one of those fucking scary ass bitches from And Europe. they're scary. Uh, Blair Witch Project, number 13. Another shitty movie. It's like paranormal. It's a terrible let me, movie. Let me tell you, any found footage movie can just suck a dick because they're all <laughs> terrible. None of them are good. I don't like watching the filming, the style. Like Blair Witch was terrible. Paranormal activity was terrible. Those are fucking dumb movies. Gremlins. Let's. I want you to be really honest about how you feel about those. Look, the horror genre is one of my close to my heart genres because I absolutely love like shitty horror movies. Those are not good ones. They're not shitty ones. They're horrible ones. Gremlins is a Christmas movie, Number not 11. a Halloween movie. It Number is a 11. Christmas movie. It came out at Christmas time. It takes Just place like during Christmas time. It is not a Halloween movie. What lies beneath, Tim? Yeah. Mm. Uh, That's a very unmemorable movie. 
Halloween. I know I've seen it, but I can't tell you. The about original it. Halloween? The 2018 version of Halloween, 159 God, million. Fucking garbage. Garbage. The original Halloween so much better. It, chapter two from 2019. Mm. Is I, you know, six. I really like the remake of It. Yeah, they did do a better job. It is fucking creepy. The original Exorcist, but it's not close enough to the book. You know that movie does not hold up. The Exorcist, no, no it's just not. It's Especially scary. when you find out that she's just throwing up pea soup. Well, it's just not like I think for its time, it was it's, really like. Is Annabelle terrifying. on that list anywhere? That's kind of creepy. Yeah, not on this one, but we'll get to the second one. So yeah, ex- original Exorcist, Ghostbusters, nineteen eighty four. So the original Ghostbusters, number good, four, good movie. Also, not a scary movie, by the way. The Ghostbusters movies weren't scary. Jaws, original Jaws, 1975. That's a fucking terrifying movie. Dun, dun, dun. Number three. That, that dun, 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 the other thing you have to, yeah, the other thing you have to take in context is when it came out, the effect it had on the public. So wait, what was Ghostbusters? Uh, number four. Oh wow. The original Ghostbusters. So Jaws, number three. The Sixth Sense, number two. That was a good movie. I constantly have to Not remind scary. Chris that he was dead though. Not scary. Chris forgets that he's dead all the time. Psychological. It's a suspense movie, but okay. not scary. Just it you didn't make the list. It it's fine. Have, <laughs> it doesn't have to be scary. It just has to be creepy. But this list isn't movies that were released at Halloween. Because again, Gremlins was released at Christmas time. It's just talking about things that people watch at Halloween. Horror movie ranking. They're also they're also watching it at the wrong, wrong time of the year. So number one. The 2017 version of it, 327.5 million. Okay, this is just box office. This, gross. this is so box this, office. Th- that is important to remember. All this, this is is how much money it made when it came out. Yeah, which makes sense. The it remakes, I think, were really good. They're certainly not in my like top ten scariest movies. Okay, of all so time. now we'll go to all time. Because you want to know what one of the scariest fucking movies of all time is to me still to this day, and I've seen so many horror movies. Most of them don't even scare me. The original Insidious. That movie fucking jarred Is me. that the one that I couldn't watch anymore? With that the I had fucking to... demon crawling across yeah, the ceiling? Yeah, I can't, that's yeah, I can't even watch that. That there's, movie's fucking scary. There's that one and there's the Japanese version. Have you seen the Japanese version? No, I have not. That is even creepier. Japanese know how to make creepy movies. Yes, they do. So th- this, so now this is all time. So what this is is... This is in tr- inflation adjusted. Inflation, uh, yeah, inflation adjustment of all time. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, ninety-two version is number twenty-four. <laughs> okay, the original Halloween from nineteen seventy-eight is number twenty-three. Great movie, at one hundred and eighty-one million. Because Psycho's not on this. It's not because he's only two in. Uh, Scream two. Scream was a great movie. Scream two specifically from ni- yep from nineteen ninety-seven, hundred ninety-seven million. You know, and and as far as sequels go, I will say this: Scream two was pretty dang good. Oh, I did forget to mention one other thing. Uh, after the release of Scream, the sale of caller IDs tripled. <laughs> <laughs> so the original Scream, nineteen ninety-six. Uh, the whole point is he calls you. And he talks to his victims about horror movies, and he's in their house. Yeah. So when that movie came out, the the caller IDs tripled because of that movie. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So Aliens. Good movie. Aliens. Is it Aliens or Alien? Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Number uh, 17. Sigourney Weaver, right? Poltergeist. Poltergeist is still Poltergeist still holds up. That's a fucking creepy movie. Original Poltergeist, nineteen eighty two, number fifteen. Caroline, 
Run away from the light, Caroline. Ghostbusters 2, the 1989 version, yeah. is uh, number 13. Again, not a scary movie, so. Yeah, but it's a fun, like it would it's be a, a fun movie. movie to have on at Halloween time. The Omen. The Omen's oh, good. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that movie. That's number 12. Oh, what about Babadook? That one creeped me oh, out. Babadook. <laughs> yeah, that one's funny. Babadook is an Australian. That is fucking crazy. The whole Babadook is an Australian. That never went to the theater, though. I think that was straight to Netflix, wasn't it? It might have. I don't remember, but it was creepy. The Babadook was good. So, scary movie, the original scary movie, 2000. Yeah. Uh, number 10. I believe that. That was a great, again, that was a really good movie for its time. The original Amityville Horror from 1979. Yeah. <sighs> 310.3 million. Yeah. You know, I don't like your judgments of these because you're not scared by anything and you're judging them by how scared you are. No, <laughs> it's just by, popular. You by, have this weird no. idea in your head of what has to also be for Halloween movies, also Chris. Also by quality of movie, and I just don't know that Amityville was... Okay, great. Sean. It's yep. true. Well, this isn't opinions. This is based However, on numbers. However, you have to go back to the effect it had on people... When it came out, the yeah. news, the media. Yeah, the, the sensationalism. And I get it. It's and based on numbers. the fact that numbers. not everybody's a cynical asshole. My opinion's not based <laughs> on numbers. My opinion is based yeah. on the quality of the show. Well, so No, your opinion is based on your assholiness. So in 1979, when Amityville Horror came out, that's the first time anybody oh, yeah. really heard you know, about it. The, the remake of that was pretty decent. It was pretty good. Uh, so Jaws 2. Yeah. Number 7. Not a great sequel. Uh, Gremlins. Makes number five on this list. I love Gremlins. <laughs> it's one of it's still one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Okay. Chopper looks like a mogwai when he doesn't have his ears trimmed. Yeah. Number four is the sixth sense. Number three, the original Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. At six hundred and forty one point three million by That's the way. That's a big chunk of money. Number two, The Exorcist. Yeah, it was a big movie. Nineteen seventy three, uh nine hundred and ninety six point five million. Mm-hmm. And the number one of all time, Jaws, the original Jaws. Yep. That was a huge box office hit. $1.154 I mean, if you think about it, when was Jaws released originally? 1975. And to this day, Universal Studios Tour still has the Jaws animation. Well, and whether you've seen the movie or not, everybody knows what Donna, 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 everybody knows what that is. Because it... The reason why that movie is so good and so successful is it plays on an irrational fear that a lot of people have. That you can't see below the... Which is shark attacks. And sharks are going to kill you. I mean, that's why the Megalodon was a movie just recently. And it's... It's not super rational. Unless you live and swim in the Great Barrier Reef, you're probably never going to get attacked by a shark. Mm -hmm. Unless you're on a fucking surfboard or like boogie board, because you look like a, you look like their dinner when you do that. Um, but, you know, irrationally, people are terrified of sharks and shark attacks. They're like, I can't get in the ocean because a shark's going to eat me. I'm like, Bitch, you're in the Pacific Ocean in the Northwest. <laughs> like you're not. There's no sharks right here. Like you're gonna go out further. I don't. I don't know that it's an actual fear of the shark as much as oceans are still scary places. Oh, yeah, big like, open water. Th- and there's scary places that we can go to, right? Because outer space is scary. If you if you're not in a ship, like you can't breathe, you die. Uh, the ocean. If you're not 
if you're not equipped and you get in the ocean and you start drowning, you can't breathe, you die. But that's a place we go all the time and we're surrounded well, and by not, it. And it's not like the we, vacuum of space. If you can't breathe there, you die pretty quickly and you probably freeze first. Right. But, but the thing is, is none of us are going to go to space. No, but what I'm but saying. But we've is, all been to an ocean the, or the to ocean a big body a of water. The slow, lonely, painful death. It, it, it's scary because we should you make can, our own submarine and we'll, we'll use a Wii controller. <laughs> It probably works out as well. <laughs> a Wiimote. <laughs> but I mean, I think that I think that that's why it's scary. You can't see well, a certain, you know, you can only see so far down into the water, and so a lot of times you can't see your feet or. Well, and even in the ocean, there's you know, there's things we haven't discovered in the deep. Probably, the yeah, ocean. probably. So that being said, uh, Chris, Dragons do you have an overall all time favorite? Like Halloween and or scary type movie. Well, like I said, I still think the scariest, the scariest movie for me ever was, is still probably Insidious. It's just up there. I love like the really old, like eighties, um, slasher type B rate horror flicks. So I'm a big fan of like the Hellraiser series. My favorite series though. Do you like Saw? Um, the first Saw was really good. I've never seen it. The next them. 50 were I just s- gore for gore's sake. The first one and the second one and then I... They're very, they're very, they, they touch like a visceral like cringe reaction. Kind of like hostile. And yeah, and Saw... I've never seen those either. The original Saw was a very well done movie and it was one that really hasn't, it, it was something that hadn't really been done before in a sense. Um, but I think all the ones that followed were, were not great. The stories weren't great that, that, Kind of like the Fast and the Furious. The first one's pretty decent. Like it's actually a fairly yeah, decent ex- show. Like except it's got for the Fast and they milked it. Except for I know in the Fast and the Furious, I'm going to see like hot chicks and cool cars racing around. But my point is, is like the original one. There really is like a yeah. storyline and a point, and it follows through. And there's a whole thing. And they try to tie in all the sequels with the original, and it just doesn't work very well. Um. So, but anyway, my favorite like shitty horror movie series of all time is The Puppet Masters. It's hands down always going to probably be my favorite. There's, He's actually made me watch some of them. There's a bunch of them. They're garbage movies. There's like Chuds. You remember that? Yeah. Or the Critters movies were Critters. good. Leprechaun. I love the Leprechaun <laughs> series. It's so bad. <laughs> They're so bad. They're really bad. But that's bad. the whole point. How about you, Bree? I know that's not really a genre, but is there any kind of a... I mean, I actually love horror, but it's terrifying to me. And so I, yeah, I, I, everything scares me. Things that aren't scary scare me, so I don't know. I just I don't know that there's a particularly favorite one, but Julia. Um, I'm more into like the thriller, not so much like the slasher yeah. horrors. I'm uh, okay. but going off of what I actually watched, I really like Unfriended the Dark Web. The Dark Web. It's a number two. That's the Facebook thing, right? Yeah, it's where it's all off of a a computer screen. Yeah, I wanted to watch that. I never. I watched it like five times. I should watch that. It's really good. Obviously, you think that because I never rewatch movies. Yeah, I so I like that. I don't know that. I don't know that I rewatch a bunch of stuff. I am interested. So on we rewatch Harry Potter. On Pete, yeah, I love the Harry Potter. And series. we we rewatch like uh, Star Wars, Marvel uh-huh. movies. Those have good rewatchability. Uh, I will say on the the scary movie side of things, I really like Child's Play. I thought that was a great oh, yeah. uh, movie, and some of the some of the stuff following that. There is a series though, apparently on um, Peacock, a Child's <laughs> Play like television series. 
And it's uh, the the third season starting oh. uh, here in a couple weeks. And I haven't seen any of it, but I think it oh, might I be. Oh, I think it already started. No, October 4th. Probably. Yeah. This is way oh, yeah, yeah. after October <laughs> oh, yeah. 4th. Um, so it, it's, yeah. Um, but I, I think I might watch that. I might binge the first couple seasons of that and see if it's I good. liked American Horror Story. I like the first the one. The first couple seasons I have. I could probably go into like three seasons. Oh, that's another, um, another movie that's really scary. Uh, the one, the Purge movies, those are scary. Oh, I feel like mm-hmm. that could actually happen. Those are more like gore fest stuff too. Yeah. It, for, for sure. But like the whole idea the of like, is fucked like, up. yeah. And the whole idea of like, having the money and locking yourself down and then finding out that a loved one stuck out there or something happens and you decide to open it up and you're like, and then you, that freaks me out. The boy was good. I recently watched that one. I wanted to see that. We never did. It's really good. All right. Let's see here. Let me find one. I had one and it fucking fell. Okay, here we go. All right. So uh, here's our affirmation for this week. Go outside and do shit. Which I think is amp, ample, go, you know, for yeah. the, the time. Go, go out. Pass, go out forward. Go experience, uh, the haunts. Uh, it's been proven all over the place that trees and nature and fresh air and all that shit help fight depression, anxiety, addiction, and pretty much anything else that might ail you. Find some place to put your feet in the grass or the dirt or the water or anywhere that's not concrete. Five minute nature break can reduce the amount of shitty thoughts in your brain drastically as fuck. I feel like that was should have been more like a summer one. No, nah, it's great, man. Go outside. Go, go outside. And participate. Go to the haunted forest. There's not grass that you want to. Nobody wants to go put their feet in the grass in October. I mean, go to, in the dirt. Go to a pumpkin patch. Go see the foliage. Yeah, go see the birds down at the aviary. Go, just go get yourself involved. Go, you know, read a book on grounding and uh, ground yourself. <laughs> Remember, we, we did you go to the? You did, uh, no, you guys took the train in Skagway, right? Yes. We went to the, we went to this, uh, like, um, wild animal sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dude was like, he had written a book or two on grounding and he like. He literally was barefoot the whole time. Yeah. I remember you guys He was that. very big on grounding. Um, cool dude though. I really liked that. Anyway. Same. That's going to do it for this week uh, of the New Utah Podcast. Uh, you can find us out on social media at TNU Podcast or uh, on our website, thenewutah.com. Uh, we hope that you guys have a safe and uh, fun Halloween season this month, um, and hopefully you enjoyed the show. <laughs>